In a world of EMS podcasters, EMS Office Hours is the only live podcast bringing you the latest topics and opinions in EMS. Turn down your scanner and turn up your speakers as we join Jim Hoffman and Josh Knapp on their latest EMS podcasting journey. All right. Welcome to EMS Office Hours. I'm Jim Hoffman. And I'm Josh. Josh Knapp. Josh, uh, we tried to get Dave on today. I know it's short notice. I don't think he's going to uh, make it uh, today. So uh, maybe next time. Well, we're here. Yeah. You know, as we've been here for the last yeah. 15 for years. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so uh, just let the people watching know a uh, lot of interesting stuff coming up soon. So another version of the podcast that's sort of EMS, but not EMS. I also have some guests coming on this podcast, names that people will recognize um, that they might follow on other EMS blogs and stuff like that. So working on getting that done. And uh, just a lot of stuff going on that I can't wait to sort of share with everybody. Um, you know, the, the, the effort that it takes to put these things together is not easy. It looks like we're just popping on here and, and, and talking, but there's a lot more behind the scenes. And so this is why I always ask people to, you know, share the stuff, hit the like button, the heart, squeezy heart button, whatever it is. So just kind of let us know you're watching. Be sure to comment in the comments if you're watching on Facebook or even YouTube and let us know you're watching there. And um, go check out emscoles.com. Get a free report there on some differential diagnosis in the field. And as we all know, if you've been working at EMS more than five minutes, everything that is wheezing is not asthma, and all chest pain is not an MI. So, uh, so Josh, today I wanted to talk a little bit because I've seen this in some of uh, Facebook groups. I've even gotten an email or two of people who joined TurboMedic asking me if they're too old to get into EMS. And some of the people are, are coming from other industries where they're not even, you know, in EMS at all. Other people have sort of been doing something like we talked about in the last show where they've been volunteering sort of part-time for quite a while, and now they want to make a jump to doing it full-time. And... Um, because um, what the hell? We have no standards. Right. Well, yeah, I, I, I kind of knew you were going to say something like that. But my thing is, is I'm torn between saying, listen, when you get to a certain age, you know, EMS is not really for you, right? Um, and then other times it's like, well, if if you're strong enough to do the job and you have the time and and mental acuity to to do the job, then it shouldn't matter how old you are, right? We shouldn't be discriminating on the age factor of, of, of you know, what the job entails. But at the same time, I think there is some reality to it, right? Um, there's a lot of reality to it. There's a reality to, okay, when you get to a certain age, your body, no matter how good shape you think you're in unless you're like a, a total fitness buff who's been working out forever where 
you know, you can hurt your back in, in a second, hurt your shoulder in a second, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then we're talking about, you know, sleep issues and, and, and you know, losing sleep because you're getting woken up to do calls and depending upon what type of system you're working in, right? How busy the system is. So, you know, that all ties into play. Joshua is in the chat and he mentioned that when you're physically or mentally unable to keep performing the job, that's safe for patients and your coworkers. Now, I, I, and I agree with that, right? And I think a lot of people- We all that. agree with that. I oh, mean, well, Josh, I think, you have a great point. I think a lot of people coming into it, Josh, are like, well, I, I like I like helping people and I'm really good at patient care and you know I can make great clinical decisions, but what about the elements of how it affects your partner? The lifting, the driving, the you know the carrying of equipment right that's something that some people don't take into account i think when they're older and they feel well i can do this job i'm smart enough to be an emt or a paramedic and and i like helping people but on the other side of that they're not thinking about the other stuff with like i said you know lifting the stretcher lifting patients up and down stairs crawling into small small spaces you know all that type of stuff so i'm wondering your take on it josh uh, being a salty dog medic yourself and where, you know, what your thoughts are when it comes to, you know, getting, you know, into I it, try, I try a new hair, getting, getting into it, staying in it. And when it's time, when you realize I got to get out, I'm becoming that guy that when I was a 20 year old medic, I hated. Right. <laughs> well, you know, um, Jeez, you know, you won't let me get past this. I, I, I try this new hair color. I go from jet black to, you know, I'm trying this gray as to mm -hmm. give me uh, give give me a little bit of. Um, I'm trying the I'm trying as little as little. As right. Possible. Right. It, gain a little bit more respect. Yeah. Right? Show up on the possible. scene. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's 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 sort of interesting along the way because there are some things that are, you know, these hidden benefits. Everybody, when when you start your first day, and if you start your first day and you're still looking like you're in your mid-40s, maybe you have some gray at the temples or, you know, some wisdom showing in the corner of your eye, hopefully, you know, your first 40 years, and, I, and I'm using 40 for a purpose here, but your first 40 years are going to be, you, you're going to learn what it's like to be in the work environment, you know, be responsible, hopefully. You maybe, as a human, or as somebody getting into the workforce you're talking about, just general? Uh, no, no, because at 40, th this should be a, a non sequitur at that point. You're in the workforce, right? You're changing careers, in theory, going to EMS. Right. I mean, that's uh, that's what I did. And um, I and I know there are guys out there and the women out there that are, um, you know, ER techs or someplace involved in the hospital. And maybe you have a hospital based EMS system. So they see the guys and girls coming and going. And now uh, and and now they want to be part of it. And that's that's fine. That's cool. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. You got to sort of know 
what your limits are though, because, you know, like in our comments, Josh said, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to be there for your partner. And that, as you learn about EMS, you learn about being a first responder is the, is absolutely the foundation. You've got to be there for your patient, your partner. Now, when we talk about being safe and all of that, we talk about your safety, then your partner's safety, and then the patient's safety. But you have to take up, you have to take your game up another notch when you're going in middle age to a stressful, dangerous profession where, you know, at any moment in time, everything in your body it has to be on point. Um, you know, one of the, 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 the advantages is, I don't know if it's an advantage or not, because when I first got on the bus, and I'm sure you did too, Jim, you just wanted to sort of disappear in the work, work, woodwork, not be out, not stand out in any way, and learn from the guys who knew what they were doing, you know, because this was, when you first get involved in EMS, there's a lot of secret code words that you got to sort of yeah. learn, right? Sure. Sure. So you try to you try to sort of stand in the background, but here you are, you know, you have maybe a 25 year old partner who has five years on you on the job. Maybe maybe in his mid 20s, he has 10 years on you on the job. So they know what they're doing. You don't know anything yet. The cop on scene, the uh, fire chief on scene, the. Yeah. Uh, the patient's family on scene sure. are going to come to you because they're looking at you saying you're, you're the one you're with the, the experience. Right. Sure. And that, that's a good point, Josh, too. I think some people don't realize that. And like I mentioned earlier, it's not necessarily the color your hair. <laughs> it's not necessarily the, the, the element of you and, and your ability to do patient care. It's how it reflects on partners, um, how the, the people on scene, perceive you right um and right. that's that's that doesn't mean you're disqualified from it right i'm not saying you should be disqualified from doing it because of that but that is i'm trying to kind of point out during the show with some of the challenges right that's a challenge right you have to sit there the older person and come up with some sort of uh, uh i don't know commentary or something to let people know that come to you like hey i'm not the i'm not the senior guy here that 25-year-old or whatever has been doing this for five years. I've been doing it for five five weeks, right? And you don't want to you don't want to say that either, do you? You right, don't want to no, say, hey, I'm brand new on the job selling. here. Exactly, exactly. So it, you it, know? it's important. I mean, uh, Steve in the in the chat uh mentioned about um that he teaches a lot and and in a lot of places, especially sort of the uh rural community that is super out there. The only people that are that are volunteering, where they have a primary, a lot of volunteer uh, agencies in those areas, the people that are volunteering, that are stepping up to do it, are, are older. They're 60, 65 years old, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they understand the difficulties, but th there's no other options, let's say, for that community. Because that's who's coming up to do it, right? The younger people are But they're stepping up in a different way, right? They're they're stepping up in more than likely, Steve, if you if you're still with us here. Um, I'm gonna say that those people are stepping up as a volunteer. They're not stepping up in a 40 hour a week or an 80 hour a week uh, situation. They're they're going to step up with 
known limitations on what they bring to the table. But in some places, you nailed it. It's it's like, can you fog a mirror and warm a seat? Okay, you're hired. Uh, because they don't have a, a lot of choices. And the other that, too, that a lot of these volunteer places, there's more than just two people on the truck, right? You, you'll get a certain amount of people that are respond that are there, all there to sort of help. Mm -hmm. so I know when mm -hmm. I volunteered, we, we rarely had less than three people on the truck. It was a clown car. You know right. What I mean? um, right. But and like I said, I, I think the challenge is there. Um, and, and it's not just the education end of it. It's, it's recognizing that you're going to be challenged when it comes to lifting things. You know, let's let but let's go sort of, you know, let's wrap this back full circle back into what we were originally saying that, you know, your your this is your second career. Theoretically. Now, taking it from that stance where you're, you know, in your late 30s, uh, early 40s, maybe even your late 40s, maybe even your early 50s, um, and you want to start this as a career, understand where the years go and where you're going to end up, you know, uh, at, at that point in time. You know, are you going to be a 60-year-old medic when everybody else is in their 20s and 30s around you and trying to keep up with that? Or are you going to bring some of those wisdom and, and, and lessons you've learned, you know, to the table? So, you know, one of the things that I do is, listen, if I've got to carry, I, I carry. I, I, if I got to lift, you know, I, I went, but I left 911 and went into transport for the specific reason that the environment was more controlled, or at least so I thought. But but still, even even so, if you have a bariatric, bariatric patient, there are nurses, there are orderlies, there are people on the floor that can help you and your partner, you know, gently transfer this patient. And you're sort of you're not taking them up or downstairs and and things like that. So that's like, you know, that's more, an important consideration. And I, I yeah, think you make a good exactly. point when it comes to the people that are this is now becoming like, like their 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 second career, right? I mean I've seen comments where people are looking to go from a well paid job to being an EMT and they're aware of the, the pay cut uh they're gonna be taking. We seem to have lost Jim here. I'm wondering if I'm recording. I'm back. You're back. All righty. Your image is still frozen on my side here. And I don't. A bit of an internet issue. That's all right. Ah, there you go. Hey, Jim. Welcome back. No, I, I think it's it's important. I think that some of the comments Steve is making, uh, Joshua makes that. That you know, especially in the in the in the, the distant communities that are out there, that they are struggling to get people to respond to calls. So they, like you said, they kind of take what they can get with regards to any kind of age or anything like that. But mm -hmm. I think, like you mentioned, a lot of people coming into this are doing it as a second uh, career, right? They're starting something fresh. But I think they have to 
just recognize. But what happens, that, Jim, what happens when you transfer? only part of it, Josh, right? Some of the people that come to me for the coaching stuff, they're, they're not necessarily – I, I kind of have kind of both ranges of the spectrum. I'll get older people that will come in because they're now they're adult learners. They're not used to you – know, they're not really into the, uh, uh, the studying skills. They've kind of lost that over the years. And then it's the lower end of the spectrum of younger people that are struggling because they, they, they haven't really been taught how to study correctly, Right. Um, so the yep. older people, there's that challenge as well, right? They're, they're not even EMT. They're thinking about doing it. They're not sure if they're going to be able to pass the classes and the skills and, and the clinical rotations and the demands of, of a of that a class, the classroom environment demands. But they have to kind of overcome that that thing now, the, the, the thing of where they haven't been in school for a while. They have to kind of get back into study mode, Right. And mm -hmm. there's that challenge of even getting the certification. So when I but, see people, you know, I see people in, in these Facebook groups where someone asks the questions and everyone is right away, go, you can do it. Uh, I, I'm fucking this old and I started doing, I'm a flight medic and I'm a fucking this and I'm a that and I'm a this and I'm still doing, listen, that's you, right? But right. there's other people out there who are old. And are like, I can't wait to get the hell out of this goddamn business because my back is killing me. I can't keep up with continuing education. I have so many responsibilities outside of of you know the 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 job that you know I I'm I'm 60 years old and I'm I'm done with this thing. Yes, and I'm looking at people looking to just get into it, right? So I think I think in the end it comes out to, to the individual. It comes out to what your skill level is on both your health and fitness, your uh, uh, you know ability to retain information and to and mental mental ability like like Joshua had said early on, right? Your physical and mental um, abilities to handle the workload, and I think that's what it comes Absolutely. down to. I don't, I don't think there's what to say. Okay, at a certain age, get out. Let the younger people do it, you know. Or at a certain age, you're too old to get into it, you know. Um, or even too young to get to get into it for that matter. Jim, we we go, you know, I mean, we, this touches on so many issues in EMS. I mean, in terms of, you know, the the foundation of EMS is to go home at the end of the day to 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 do do the job, you know, theoretically help somebody. But your first responder, your first job, first job is to go, be able to go home at the end of the day in in one piece, so you can repeat the thing tomorrow. Right. And I think that, you know, at the same time we're talking about somebody new who doesn't have the same skill set coming in and they're an older person and such. Yes, there are certain um, there are certain uh, obstacles to them in their performance. There's no doubt about that. But you, we also have to sort of be on the defensive there and say when you're in your, you know, starting midlife you know, way past your 30s, there's certain wisdoms you bring to the table, theoretically, maturities, theoretically, that, you know, you don't set you off when you're in your, the same way that when you're in your 20s. Right. And that's right. really kind of important because that those, those will be the foundation of your survival skills as you take this on as a second, as a, uh, as a second career. 
I mean, they're, you know, just dumb stuff that 20 year olds do all the time. You know, they can go out drinking all night and show up to the job with three hours sleep and still perform fine and work a double without any problem, you know, but at the same time, that would cripple somebody when they, when they get older yeah, and have yeah. done that a few times. I mean, right, you only get, right. you only get to do that a few times before it really takes a toll on your body. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the, the idea that just because you're older doesn't mean you can't do the job, but at the same time, just because you're older doesn't mean you forget everything. And just because it's a new career, you're not forgetting everything in your past. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. bringing that and you're using those skill sets that you've acquired over time and integrate them now into a situation where you can now be more prudent in your response. And that yeah, I, everybody yeah. benefits from that. Yeah, I, I do want to yeah. I do want to kind of wrap it up with that. That thought, Josh, is is, is the, the people that are a little bit older um, do bring their life experience and, and, and you know, into the job. Right. Uh, being able to handle multitasking, stressful, stressful situations, things like that, where they might have done something similar in a job that came in before, or just their life experiences in general, where you know they can kind of parlay that into being an EMT or being a, a paramedic, and that even though, like you mentioned earlier, you're the you're the uh, the older guy in the background trying to learn the lingo. And trying to you know, you know evaluate the scene and who's who's responsible for what and what what role is the cop playing on the scene? What role are the first responders really playing on the scene? And people looking at you like, well, you're you look you're the older guy. You look, you should be the one in charge. And the 25 year old is the one that's got more experience. But the fact that you can bring some life experiences into it can help the 25 year old grow as as a provider as well. You know, there was one thing I remember when I was uh, uh, in, in medical school, they made us wear a white shirt. So on all the calls, people always thought I had some sort of authority because I'm walking around with a white shirt, you know, and everybody else has got blue. And I'm like, you know, I'm no one's introducing hey, chief. me to a student. Right. I'm a, I'm a big shot. <laughs> I was a big shot until I find. I said no. I would have to admit, no. I'm, I'm, I'm the student, you know. Um, and I was like around the same age as the, as the people I was riding with, so it was hard for people to kind of see. So, like you said, just imagine you're the older guy now in the background. You know, it's not as easy to differentiate uh, who's in charge and who's not. It makes it a little, a little tricky. And I think out of everything, you know, we're talking about one of the, one of the, uh, the bigger things that when I see people posting this stuff in groups and discuss, you know, having discussions about it, that's one thing nobody really ever mentions, you know, is the actual on the scene, you're the older guy, the younger guy's got more experience. They're technically in charge. They're the crew chief or whatever. Right. And mm-hmm. people looking at you, the older guy as being the one that should be taking charge, making decisions, telling people what to do and you're not, you know. And what's worse about that, just as a side note, you know, something personal that I had is that you have, especially for me, when I transferred into EMS, I left a management position. I was, you know, a suit and tie in an office, a manager. I had people reporting to me. 
So I was used to the command structure of being able to say, hey, get this done, and it would hopefully get done. Um, when I came into EMS, I would there was, you know, that that feeling of, oh, this, this, this. And especially when people responded to you like you had authority or control. And yeah. so the, the yeah. impetus is to go and, you know, control the scene. And, yeah. you know, the humbling factor is, hey, junior, sit down. <laughs> you know, this is yeah. how it's done. We'll, yeah. we'll show you. There will be time for you. But right now, stay out of the way. Right, right. Yeah. Well, Josh, let's, let's end it there. I, I think we've, we've just kind of highlighted some things because I, I just want to kind of uh, have sort of a video audio discussion about it. Because when I see this stuff going on in social media and these questions being asked, I think they're valid questions. I think people have valid concerns of coming into this, you know, this profession at an older age. And sometimes a bunch of text messages, a bunch of uh, Facebook posts or Instagram posts and answer to it doesn't quite, um, I guess, uh, uh, display the, 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 you know, the, the full entity of of the difficulties that might be out there so i'm hoping yeah let me let me just add one what let me add one thought to this is the the idea that when you're when you're older and you're transferring into um into a new career the whole key for you and the key that in ems is especially important for ever for for the people that you're going to be working with is be self-aware know what your limitations are know how you need to work around those limitations in order to get the job done and uh -huh. do some self. If you're seeing this and you're thinking of it, do some self-evaluation. You know, can you, can you stand the level of pain and discomfort that the job requires on a daily basis? And if your answer is, eh, maybe it's not for you as a second career. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. All right. Well, let's end it there, Josh, because I don't want to, you know, I think we've covered a lot of stuff here today. Um, so I think it's, you know, I, I think we, we really hit it from a diff couple of different angles. I don't want to, you know, go on forever about it. I just want to kind of, you know, just touch and kind of talk a little bit about some of these things that I've been seeing. You know, if I, if I could tell you how many times I see things on a daily basis, I'm like, man, I'd be a great idea for a podcast. I'd be a great idea for a a quick video, a quick this, a quick that, you know what I mean? And I yep. end up, and I end up uh, either forgetting because I'm old or I write it down and I can't find, can't find my notes. So I've been, I've been trying to get better at when I see these things and these ideas that I know will apply to EMS. I'm uh, using this uh, little computer here that I have, you know, yeah, I, I have to tell you the 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 tools that you know that are available today that I struggled with when I first started are um, are absolutely amazing. You know, in terms of everything from you know the Medscape app or the uh, Hippocrates app to yeah. find out what drugs do and diagnoses and things like that to just you know having a handy searchable reference like somebody I know makes for certain protocols right. um, 
Yeah, I mean, that was uh, your your app, Jim, was a lifesaver on a lot of, especially at the end of the job, not so much when you're doing the job because you sort of learn what you need to do and and, you, right. and that's where your skill sets, you know, that's where your self-improvement skill sets come into play. But, but when you're documenting and in the days of these protocols, you want to make sure that you cross your T's and dot your I's yeah. and having having the protocols right there knowing, you know, the order of certain things at, at the, uh, what they're calling out for helps your documentation, tightens up oh, yeah. your documentation. That's, that's, not, I, that's something I try to stress a lot, you know, especially when I do some of these videos I do on Mondays where I kind of give a quick basic tip or, or, you know, cover something that's very basic or something that you should already know. But I find that a lot of people overlook them and when they, when they when they watch the video, they get feedback from people saying, "Hey, I almost I forgot all about that type of thing." Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. because people don't realize that it's not just getting a cert and that people start realizing in the job that it is an ongoing thing, you know, and that little things like having a resource handy to you or reviewing a basic topic here and there helps you not just pass tests, right? It, it's helping you, like you said, be document, you know, better interact with other healthcare professionals, better, uh, in, you know, make better clinical decisions. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. the, that, that old stupid saying of, you know, you know, ABCs, you know, e, uh, BLS before ALS, you know, it, it's true. Right, because there are elements you have to keep and you know keep in the forefront before you start moving on to all that advanced stuff and thinking your patient has some crazy disease. You know what I mean? So, all right, mm -hmm. Josh, let's end it there, man. I really appreciate it, guys in the chat. I really appreciate you guys making comments. I know uh, Diane just made a comment that she retired at age fifty-five and she loves every second of her career. So Yeah, and we're definitely not we we are absolutely not saying that you can't love this career. Right. You can't you, we're exactly. not saying that you can't love it as a second career. We're just saying right. that, you know, there's, there's something there's a difference between doing 30 years in EMS starting out when you're 25 and ending when you're 55 right. and starting out when you're 45 and ending when you're 55. Exactly. Big difference. Sure, sure. All right. Well, I hope people uh, can kind of get some of these challenges that we mentioned and, and take them into account if you are considering a career uh, in EMS or, or or moving into it a little bit and see if you like it or if it's something that you might be want to do want to move forward on your NEMT school. So just think about some of the stuff we talked about, guys, and and ask other providers out there what they think. Don't just do it on Facebook when you're doing your clinical rotations and you see other medics and EMTs coming to the ER and stuff. Ask them what they think, you know, ask them what they feel about it. You know, you can get great insight when you ask people one-on-one -on -one what, what their feelings are, you know, on that. So be sure to go ahead and do that and take advantage of that. People love to talk and tell you their stories about what they, how they struggle in the EMS and in life. So if they can pass on a little nugget to you that can help you if you're, you're in this position, take advantage of it. So, all right. We will end it there. Josh, thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Anytime. All right, everybody. That is going to be it. As always, I'm Jim Hoffman. Josh Knapp. Stay safe.